Back in the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Covering the Commonwealth. Starting with... Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth. A look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Virginia Cavaliers. With JerryRatcliffe.com founder, Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe. He has been all over the recruitment and the ultimate decision from Jaron Stevenson, the five-star recruit, the number one power forward in the upcoming college basketball class. Not going to Virginia or North Carolina, but instead going to Alabama. Hootie, a pleasure to have you back in the fast lane. We hope you and yours are well. How much of this came down in the end to a combination of name, image, and likeness? And we know Alabama has been big in that game. Plus, the fact that that coaching staff has been much more aggressive about pursuing and acquiring one-and-done talent, which doesn't appear to be the case with Hubert Davis at North Carolina, and we know is not the case with Tony Bennett at UVA. Well, Ed, I think you're exactly right when you mentioned the NIL package. We heard he... Well, he, he's evaluated at a two, his value at two hundred ten thousand with NIL through uh, I think on three dot com evaluates prospects in that manner. But we heard he signed a, or made a commitment for much more than that uh, at Alabama, uh, and Alabama also offered him pretty much immediate playing time. They're, they need a guy in his position, and his clear intention is to get to the NBA as soon as possible. That's why he reclassified which he said would make him a year younger and more appealing to the NBA than uh, had he waited another year. Uh, I don't know if he's a one-and-donner or not. Uh, I think he's got a lot of work to do on his perimeter shot if he wants to be a stretch four at the next level, but uh, all those things appealed to him in Alabama, and I guess Virginia and North Carolina just didn't come up with enough stuff to, to make him their way. Well, you mentioned the NIL part, and you document it very well in the latest Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast, and we encourage our listeners to check that out wherever they subscribe. But you mentioned the other part about getting to the NBA. How much of this is also the fact that, you know, look, a lot of guys don't want to stick around in college very long, and generally speaking, outside of Trey Murphy the third, who was at Virginia for a year, the success of Tony Bennett's guys, and he's put guys in the NBA who've had success and even some that have been early entrants, they've been guys that have needed seasoning, and it may not have always been the most fun in the moment, but it can clearly pay financial dividends and has for those guys afterwards. But if you have to wait, that may not be something Stevenson was really interested in. Yeah, it seems that way. And, you know, I'm not sure he wanted the academic challenges of Virginia either. Uh, he's got a, a, a little lighter load down at Alabama for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I think the, the fact that he wants to get to the NBA as soon as possible is the driving force behind all of it. I think the NIL package just greased the, the track, so to speak. But, uh, you know, Virginia is not for everybody. They, you have to be somebody that's willing to come in and work hard, not only on the basketball court, but in the classroom to, to make it. But it, it turns into a a pretty good deal because a lot of the guys that don't make it in the NBA end up making uh, a lot of money through their careers and, and their diploma. So, uh, not at, it's, again, it's not for everybody, but for those who choose Virginia's path, uh, it usually works out pretty well. 
Jerry, you get more feedback, I'm sure, in terms of a lot of direct Virginia fans at jerryratcliffe.com and Jerry Ratcliffe uh, on Twitter as well. How much of the fan frustration that, oh, once again, another five-star elite talent doesn't come, how much is the Virginia fans just want to see one of those guys, even though the reality is they're probably not going to be in the running if guys are interested in either A, the expedited role road to the NBA, or B, NIL, or C, a combination of both? I think it's divided, Ed. I think some people understand that Virginia is not going to play the money game. Uh, although, you know, uh, several Virginia athletes have decent NIL practice. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for pocket money and enough to, you know, live a, a decent lifestyle, uh, they can supply you with that kind of money through NIL. Uh, if you're looking to get rich quick or, or get on that path, uh, this is not the place for you. But um, I think some Virginia fans understand that. Others, I think, are frustrated by it because they keep losing guys like that. But I think a lot of them understood that once Alabama entered the picture that they were probably he probably wasn't serious about Virginia in the first place. JerryRatcliffe.com founder, Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe. Hootie, great to hear from you as always today. Thank you much, and we look forward to chatting again in a couple of weeks once we get around the Independence Day holiday. Absolutely, Ed. Good to be with you, man. Thanks for having me. Always our pleasure. Now to the Virginia Tech Hokies. Hokie, hokie, hokie high. With David Cunningham of TechSideline.com. David, great to have you back with us here in the fast lane. Um, your colleague, Chris Coleman of TechSideline.com, had a great piece up last week about how Virginia Tech is moving up in the average recruit rating. How important is that for Virginia Tech? Maybe not the total team rankings, but the average rating indicating that they're at least getting guys that if they're not more likely to be college players that impact right away, players that have the tools to do that. I think it's, it's super important, right? Um, you, you can look at you can look at just team recruiting rankings, and they only tell part of the picture. I think uh, when when you dive down deeper into that average recruit ranking, I think it kind of indicates more of the kind of the talent level that you're actually getting. And Virginia Tech has really improved in that area, right? I think Brett Pry has done a good job, and it's only just starting. Obviously, June is a huge month for in terms of official visitors and, and all that jazz, but, but the Hokies aren't really messing around, right? They've gotten a couple four-stars recently, and those are the first four-stars since 2019. So um, there, there's a lot of momentum in the program right now as far as recruiting is concerned. I'm really curious to see if, if the Hokies can sustain it, right? Assuming it's not just a, a one-month thing, um, but they're doing pretty well in that area right now, and I think it is very important because it shows that you're getting better talent in your your and on a consistent basis. Um, not that the Hokies were, you know, I, I wouldn't say the Hokies were were struggling in recruiting, but they weren't necessarily on fire. I, I think they've sort of hit, hit their stride, and um, you know, when you're starting to roll in some four stars and some higher talented guys, you're competing for top ten players in the state, obviously. That's a big topic right now. Um, I, I think when you're continuing to do that and when you continue to get better players, 
that uh, that specific average recruiting ranking, I think it really shows that. You mentioned competing for top 10 prospects in the Commonwealth of Virginia, for Virginia Tech, that is, is David Cunningham of TechSideline.com is with us in the fast lane. How realistic is it for Virginia Tech fans to get their hopes up that they might actually land some of those guys? I, I think it's legit. I think the Hokie fans can, can sit down and actually have hope. I, I think Brett Pry and this staff have have really instilled the hope. And I'm not saying that just because they're flashy and, and Brent Pride tweets out a bat signal anytime the Hokies get a recruit. Um, I think we've seen recruits recently, um, and it kind of started a couple weeks ago with Gabe Williams at the beginning of June. Um, him and, and Barnes, the, the Tennessee kid, Marcellus Barnes, I believe, they committed and they're two four-star guys. And I think they've kind of gotten the ball rolling. And the culture right around the group right now, the culture from um, just top to bottom, I think, guys are really enjoying their official visit at Virginia Tech. Like, like the Hokies aren't, aren't just getting random guys to come visit and hope that they enjoy themselves. They're rolling up the red carpet and they're getting guys to say, man, I seriously need to consider this place. And that hasn't necessarily been something that the Hokies have been able to do in the past couple of years. So, um, obviously, results on you know recruiting that stuff, official visits only matter so much, um, especially once it gets to September. But the Hokies are, are really rolling on the recruiting trail right now, and I'm, I'm very curious to see. There are a couple commitments coming up on Friday, a couple over the next couple of weeks. I'm very curious to see if the Hokies can reel in some of these some of these top guys in the Commonwealth of Virginia, whether they're competing against University of Virginia, whether they're competing against big guys like Georgia, Alabama. Um, The Hokies are in these battles, and that's a good sign because they weren't in these battles before. Now, can they win some? When they win some, if they win some, that's really going to kind of – people are going to really start paying attention to them. And I think the Hokies will really start to be considered once again as a a premier recruiting program in the state of Virginia. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Winning goes hand-in-hand with it, but uh, there at least is – some momentum for Virginia Tech football and recruiting. There's always momentum at TechSideline.com and at the Real Decon A on Twitter and Instagram. David, thank you for joining us today in the Fast Lane. We'll chat again in a couple weeks after we get through this Independence Day holiday next week. Sounds good, Ed. Have a wonderful Fourth of July, and I'll talk to you soon. Now to the Liberty Flame. Speaking of mo- momentum in recruiting and talent acquisition. <laughs> John Manson from aseaofred.com is with us here in the fast lane. John, a pleasure to speak with you. Is it reasonable to say that, you know, it seems like every time I, I check my Twitter handle, I see a new tweet from a sea of red on Twitter about a player committing to Liberty University. Are they building as much momentum as it appears in terms of recruiting and adding players? And let's be honest, what's a crucial time right now is we're in the summer months when they're not at fall practice or fall games and dealing with not in a bad way, but the juggle uh, of that so you can devote one-on-one time and theoretically get more players to commit. Yeah, the month of June has been very fruitful for uh, Coach Jamie Chadwell and his staff uh, on the mountain. Uh, had three separate official weekend, official visit weekends that they brought in, I think, a total of 18 prospects. And uh, two of those uh, were previously committed prior to uh, the month of June. And, and they've added six here over the past, you know, 10 days or so. And, and uh, I think the staff has... Uh, hopeful and confident that they'll add even more to that 
a number. So they're up to eight total commitments right now, uh, which is a really good place to be for the Flames as they kind of head into July to this uh, dead period upcoming and and uh, kind of have the, the building blocks for what could be a very special, a very good uh, recruiting class, the first full class uh, under this new coaching staff. John Manson from a seaofred.com with us here in the fast lane, touching on some Liberty Flames as things have heated up on the recruiting trail for them. Looking at this as well for 2024 and where Liberty has placed their emphasis, linemen and defensive players. There seems to be a pretty high number of that right now. How important is that for Liberty, given that, you know, and I could be off, but a lot of this year is trying to weather the storm of departures in those areas and uh, being able to replenish with more bodies that can come in the future. Yeah, I think they've definitely, uh, you know, which is kind of the norm for most colleges is offensive line, defensive line play is a point of emphasis in the recruiting uh, ranks, and, and especially on the offensive line. And you've heard Coach Channel will talk about it since he was hired, is Liberty has so many uh, super seniors there on the, the offensive line that uh, they, they needed to help uh, replace those as early as possible. And, and he did that uh, through the portal. He started that way, bringing in uh, three or four guys uh, with, with several years of uh, experience left on the offensive line. And, and now he's carrying that over into the 2024 class. And, and uh, several we've also seen uh, several defensive backs that have committed. Uh, we've also seen a linebacker being a point of emphasis, uh, and that's been a position that you could go back to uh, Hugh Freeze, a previous head coach, that uh, Liberty's always <laughs> been trying to find some plug-and-play guys at, at linebacker, and they did it again this year, bringing in uh, a grad transfer at linebacker. But one thing that I think is interesting, in the first eight commitments, uh, including the one uh, today from a Connie, Joe, Deuce, Hewitt. Uh, the two of them are, are uh, tight ends. Uh, they, they got Hewitt there and then also uh, Eli Sisson, uh, three-star highly rated guy uh, out of Tennessee. So uh, it's not uh, frequent that you see uh, two tight ends in one recruiting class, particularly at Liberty. I mean, it, uh, if you got one, that'd probably be on the high end. So uh, be, be a little bit of a new uh, offensive system, as we all know, and one that uh, has produced some some good tight ends under uh, Coach Chadwell. John, last one for you, and we're grateful for this. You at the CFRed.com, you guys partner with the Flames Rising Collective. How much of an impact has that made in terms of Liberty being an appealing destination for a lot of these recruits that, uh, you know, we look at their offer list, at least they're considering other programs uh, of similar, you know, G5 prestige, and yet they're choosing Liberty. Yeah, well, Ed, as you know as well as I do, that uh, to be able to compete at a, at a high level, at the FBS level, uh, whether you're G5 or P5, even more so at the P5 level, but even at the G5, you at least have to be able to say, yes, we have an NIL presence. We have an NIL collective. And and uh, I'm not sure how much that has made a huge impact on some of the high school recruiting. I know in the portal world, it is one of the first questions that's asked for uh, of transfers is, is what's the collective? What's the NIL uh, situation. So that is something that, that happens a lot. Uh, not quite uh, the same with the, with the high school recruits, at least at this level for Liberty. Now, um, I, I'm sure there's conversations that are had that says, you know, yes, we do have a collective, and here's some some people you can reach out to if uh, if you were to end up at Liberty. But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it just it's one of those things you have to have. You know, it's kind of like uh, you used to go places and you check to see, you know, it's on your checklist of, you know, is it a winning program? Does it have a good uh, culture, good tradition? Uh, does it have good coaching staff, good facilities? Well, now, do you have an NIL collective? I mean, it's just another uh, box to check. And, and fortunately for Liberty, uh, that, that is one that can be checked. Indeed it is. John Manson at CFRA.com with us in the fast lane. John, thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks as always having me on, Ed. Our pleasure. John Manson with us in the fast lane. When we return, part two of covering the Commonwealth, Hillcats, little NASCAR, and a lot of news in the metro area with D.C. All that's still to come. This is the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.